women's power to heal Mother Earth. I am Maya Tiwari. Death, dying, leaving the physical realm of manifestation and taking wings to the ether world. In Hinduism, Buddhism, Jainism, we believe and actually feel very certain that we have many lives and are reformatted at the time of death and at the time of birth. Let me explain a little bit about death. In the current environs of disasters and despair that we are currently experiencing on our planet Earth, perhaps it's a good time to talk about death and dying. So many people that we know are leaving the Earth, untimely deaths from disease, from viruses, from wars, unrest, violence, being targeted, and so many other reasons why so many are leaving for Yamaloka, what we call in Sanskrit, the receiver of death, the god who receives the dying. Yamaloka, the place where the dying goes, to reconcile their karmas. But what is interesting about death and dying is that we rarely talk about it and speak of it. And yet so many millions of people die daily. Our friends, our family, our acquaintances and the brotherhood of humanity. So perhaps it is time we open this conversation. And I have specifically named the next few series that I do on death on this podcast. I call it A Dyer's Journey. D-I-E dash E-R. I tend to make up my own words because our languages, the modern languages, that is, fail to have so many nouns, names, that refer to death, for instance. A parent who's lost their child, a mother who's lost her child. We have no name for that in the English language. A wonderful professor by the name of Carla Holloway, when she wanted to give name to the grief she was suffering from having lost a child, went digging into Sanskrit, which also gave us the Sanskrit name for widow, and found the name Viloma. But Viloma is not really an appropriate Sanskrit name for a bereaved parent. Why? Although Viloma may mean that which 
is an unnatural occurrence, something that happens in our existence, it mostly really refer to something like genetically modified seeds and bad sciences that are destroying Mother Earth, or the perversions in humanity, such as wars, hatred, crimes of passion, debauchery, etc., etc. It has a vast meaning. It is, it is the reversal of a natural order. Death in any form is not the reversal of a natural order, even though a child dying before the parent is not what we expect, it is still not an unnatural occurrence. Ch children, child mortality has existed from the beginning of time. And today we may feel that it's less than in ancient days, but it is shocking that child mortality still exists at, in the numbers that it does on our planet Earth. But it is well worth exploring, and what Carla did was open the doors for us to understand that there are so many words relating to death that are not given voice, have not even been shaped. And instead of shaping all the modern lingos and memes and put them into the dictionary of our day-to-day, Perhaps we should think of adding words of consequence, words that mean death, words that mean someone who is dying. It is, it is so fallible that to describe someone who is dying is described as doomed or perishing or near death or fading fast or sinking fast at death's door one foot in the whatever, kicking the bucket. I mean, this is insane. This is really not speaking to the elegance or eloquence of any language. And when looking into the dictionary to find a person who is nearing death, a dyer, I call it, D-I-E-E-R, they're called a goner. And there again, it's, uh, it's anemic language. Um, we need to find better terms that show our elegant regard for death and dying. Death in Sanskrit means, Sanskrit has given to the modern European languages and so many other languages of the Middle East, so many, many, many words, endless words, more than I can count here. Mrityu, M-R-T-Y-U, is one of the main words for death. And like in the English language and so many other languages, we have many words for death and mortality. In Latin, this is cognate to mortis, Sanskrit word for death, mortis of, co of course being a direct derivative of mirtu. Mirtu is often personified as the demigods, Mara and Yama. Mara in Sanskrit meaning death, or Mara refers to the goddess of death and offerings made to her at her altar. But here again, I'm just talking about the lack in our language that concerns death, an imminent subject that we are looking at more and more today in our world and need to understand it better. In my Dyer's journey, which is going to be a series of talk, 
about dying, and I have had vivid experiences of death a few times in my life and journeyed with barely the string of life to hang on to, or where we say the subtle body was so unhinged from the gross body, meaning the physical rooted body here on earth, that I have been able to recount many experiences through that illimitable, immortal, mortal experience. And I'd like to share that because so many of our friends are dying in the grips of old age or disease. And I have had so many that have reached out to me for loving words of wisdom to accompany or make the journey for the dying so much easier. But before I go there, I became fascinated with the understanding that we have words like widow for a wife that loses a husband, widower for a husband who loses a wife, and these are both derivative of the sons of a Sanskrit word, by the way, orphan for child who lose their parents, but no word for parents who lose their children. But in fact, in other languages, there are such words. Viloma is really not the perfect word for that, because Viloma, as I said, is the reversal of natural experiences. Viloma also refers to the alternating of our breath, anuloma, viloma, left and right breath, breathing, the prana, and so on. So it's vast. It's a word that has many vast things. I'd like to see us put a more appropriate word in for a bereaved mother, a bereaved parent, bereaved father, than the word viloma. In Hebrew, uh, there is the word shakula, or the family of the bereaved, or the parents are shakulim. Hopefully my pronunciation is not too off. The original word in the Bible specifically mentioning the mother bear. In modern Hebrew, it is used to describe a family, a parent that has lost a child, usually while in the service of the army, but it also refers to parents who lose their children. Arabic, the word for bereaved mother, is takla, T-H-A-K-L-A. In Chinese, the word is shidu. It is denoting the loss of parents, of the only child of the parents, but used generally to refer to a bereaved parent. The family of the bereaved, the family including the bereaved parents is called shidu fumu. In Portuguese, enlutado, referring to a bereaved mother. In French, enduli, again a bereaved mother. Now here again, German in German there are a few words. Hinterbleiben in German, but this is like Vimola in Sanskrit, which is vast meaning. Hinterbleiben can refer to a bereaved mother, but literally it means staying behind, being left back. It infers a bereavement of, of the parent and can be used in that way, but it is a much 
vaster, larger word. So we are here in the topic of Adaya's journey. There is so much we need to know about death and dying. More, this is becoming a more popular topic than the ones we have avoided in our long distance past. To understand dying and death means to be able to come to terms with a life on this planet Earth that is ending. No one is ever really prepared to die, including the saints and sages that I have known, although we can make preparation and go as peacefully as we can with prayer in our hearts and in our minds. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we teach our entire population a way of surrendering to death when death is inevitable. Now, there may be many of us in the clutches of death and yet we survive. And so making peace will not keep us from surviving if that is what our karma intends us to do. But making peace in the eventuality and in the event that we are passing on to the next realm, to the higher ethers, to the beloved wherever, in our universe, it is a good thing to understand for both those who are losing parents at this time, and those who are losing children at this time, those who are losing family members and friends during our very chaotic period of unrest here on planet Earth. First off, just understanding emotionally and mentally that death is inevitable is not necessarily a consolation factor for those who are passing on. There is fear, fear of the unknown, fear of the darkness. You know, we have not become too accustomed to embracing the darkness, and so we are afraid of it. We haven't looked at it as the equation to light. We haven't looked at it as the seamless juncture between light and night, between light and dark, between the sun and the moon, and of course relating this juncture to the own, our own experience on earth. We have more experiences of darkness than light in the journey of the human person. And yet it is so difficult for us to embrace that which is dark. And that is one of the reasons that we are compelled to fear death. But we can change that. We can change that at any stage of our dying because we can just simply understand not only the natural process. You know, for many, it is a relief that the difficult life is ended. For many, not that they're calling upon death, but that happens sometimes when pain and suffering and endurance become so brutal that death seemed the only answer. And this is happening to millions of people as I speak, especially those in targeted communities that have no 
resource to go to, no specific ear to listen. But it also happens for the elders who are passing on in their time as they reflect. And whether it is an elder person or a child, whether it is a middle-aged person, someone we know well or not know well, understand this. Something happens in this process, something that is both psychic and physiological. And that is, the subtle body begins to become unhinged from the grossified or stable body. The subtle body which we call shukshma, shukshma sharira in Sanskrit, is beginning to untether itself. And in the journey can be light, appearances, visions, but mostly when we are leaving this earth and this body and the family and all of our concerns and whatever the packages that we have around us, that journey begins to call upon ancestors. It begins to call automatically upon those who are going to receive us as guests to the other world. And this is very, very true. No one leaves planet Earth without being received in one way or another by someone who has already gone on. And sometimes I remember in my own journey of being untethered a few times, and in two cases very, very much untethered to the point of almost no return, but I did get back here, perhaps to tell you this, that until the right vision appears, until the heart opens to the one who is the perfect one to take us on, and only we can decide and call upon that, we don't leave. We simply hang on to the thread of life and prana until such an appearance appear. In my most recent appearances, I've had my guru, who's passed on a few years ago, an elder mother, who's come to receive me, looks like a royal guard that was taking me high, high up into the ethers where we only float, long distances down below to the below. And yet none of it was timely, and so I'm still here speaking to you. So these types of visions will occur. They will occur to those who are untethering from prana, from the life, from the life function and the physiological body, but the psychic body becomes enormously active during this time. And what I'm saying is we need to allow space, consideration, a great deal of love to those who are experiencing this because the mundane is not where they need to be, not in mundane thoughts about those who are concerned and doing what they can to let go of that person who is about to leave. That person themselves have a lot of letting go to do, but so much of the energetic force, the force of anti-gravity is already stepping in and that force, that energy, that power is producing the forward movement for those who are leaving the body. 
So there is so much more that I'll be talking to you about, about death and dying, about the process that's happening for those who are in imminent uh, way of leaving the body, the physical body, the physical plane, the physical earth. And for those of us who are staying behind and who are watching this or observing this, we need to change our own attitude of understanding so that we can better support that person who is leaving. And for those who are actually leaving, if you listen to my podcast, it will help you to understand what truly is happening in the realm of your psyche during this time. I will continue this podcast in the next day or two. It is called A Dyer's Journey, and this is episode one of that Dyer's Journey. Thank you for listening, and peace be your journey.